0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tell yourself you're right and believe it and mean it and not to be fearful of trying to take that step in doing it and also know like if it doesn't work the way you want it to just keep on trying like I have to try to give myself the advice I give my child yeah, 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 yeah Okay, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please tell us your name, where you're from, where you're currently located, and the name of your business? Yes, my name is Jade. I am from Minnesota by way of several other places. I was born in Leavenworth, Kansas. I'm currently in Minnesota, and I'm making my escape in 2.75 months, and my business is Teacher Jade, so I'm an online teacher, and I typically work with homeschool families. I've worked with adults, and I'm starting to venture now more into consulting so I can help people who want to teach their skill or talent online and get out of whatever rat race or office they're currently in. And so right now you are teaching um, mainly with OutSchool. Is that right? Yes. So um, I just started with OutSchool about two years ago. Um, Prior to that, I just had a bunch of private students. But with traveling and moving around a lot, it wasn't really feasible for me to keep those students. And when I heard about OutSchool, I was like, oh, this is a great platform. It still allows me to be flexible and they handle all the marketing for me. So, yes, I am currently working with OutSchool. You said, you said that that is the best platform that you worked with for online education so far, right? Yes. Um, and the fact that they're so new, I want to say they're going into their fifth year right now. Um, I just appreciate that they allow so much diversity in the classroom and I can create my own course and I can teach it how I want to. And, I also like the one thing that I'm not that good at is marketing. All my previous private students came from word of mouth,
1: um, uh-huh. which isn't a
0: bad thing. All of my students came from word of mouth, but I had a caseload that was enough for me to pay my bills and live my life as best as I wanted to. But having them handle that piece helps a lot. And I've worked for other platforms where, they're, where you had to pay monthly fees or they would be dismissive of certain subjects and certain topics that they didn't want on their platform. So, so far, so good. Um, But again, I am working to start my own site mainly because it is a growing platform and with growth comes changes. So they're making these changes because they want to fit the demographic that they're going to be targeting. Mm -hmm. So when those come, if they don't fit into what I'm trying to provide, I will have, my backup plan, my plan B's and C's and all those in order. Education is something that you've been passionate about for like years. So um, I saw that you have your bachelor's in African-American studies. Then you went to the university. I think it's also from the University of Minnesota, um, master's uh, in education for family, youth and community. Yes. And Um, so, mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you also wanted to start your own charter school. Um, but, <laughs> but you said you weren't ready. You needed to learn a little bit more, reflect a little bit more, research some more, and really understand what it was you wanted to offer. Correct. Yeah. At the time, so I had a big transition in my life when I moved. In 2013, I moved from Minnesota to Georgia. Georgia and my daughter was three, turning four, and I was just starting over. And I was still working for the public school system, but at the time, moving with just my child, I had to figure out something that was gonna work for us because I wasn't putting her in childcare. So I'm like, okay, well, how are you gonna work from home and find something for your daughter to do? I mean, I had to try to figure out. So I actually, that's when I started taking working online seriously. I was already tutoring online, but I was like, let me find out what else there is, what else is available. And one of my old co-workers hit me up and he was like, and this is 2013. It's so weird because everyone's like, oh, that's weird. You teach online? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, every, like, not everyone does it, but it's just really common. And he told me about a friend of his that needed a substitute to work with some of her students that she was teaching English online at the time. And she was based in Brazil, but she was traveling to Thailand. So she asked me to take her students while she was traveling. And that's actually kind of how I started working with private students because one of the students that I worked with liked me better than he liked her. <laughs> so he asked me, he was like, oh, can you be my teacher? I'm like, okay. And I had to figure out, like, okay, well, how do I translate a lesson plan that I teach in a class to something that I can teach online and still make it enjoyable and from him, just that one student, that's how I end up getting my other students, because he told a cousin, the cousin told an auntie, and it just, I always had somebody in my email asking me if I was available. So I started taking it seriously when I had to figure out what am I going to, what am I going to do to provide for my child and not have to leave her with strangers. I was in a different state. And yeah, so... I thought I was going to have a charter school when I was working for the public school system because working for the public school system, you see all the problems. And I thought I was going to be the person who came in and fixed it. And I realized I can't really fix it. It's like throwing the rock in the ocean. So I remember talking to friends of mine who were still working for the school system and running some ideas past them about charter schools. I was reading about charter schools, about how successful they are, and then I started started homeschooling. So the idea of having a charter school no longer sounds like something I want to pursue. Mm -hmm. I'm more interested in homeschool co-ops now, but it it really, it all, everything I'm doing right now, I have to plan it around what's best for my child. So when I ask her, like, how would you like to be in a homeschool co-op? She loves the idea of it, but she also tells me she doesn't want to go to someone else's co-op. She wants me to do it. I'm like, okay, well, I just have to figure it out and put the pieces together. But in order to do that, I have to stay still. And that's difficult for me. So the goal is next year to move back. Well, I plan on moving back to Atlanta in the next two months. And hopefully we'll start a co-op with that fall semester. So that's the new goal. Like the charter school was like the ambition. It was the goal. It was the dream. But it's not anymore. hmm but it, it might be, be. Like, later. <laughs> <laughs> <Jade>. <laughs> You're trying to change the world, baby, trying to change the world. <laughs> but, I, but I totally understand, like, having a vision and wanting to essentially, like, I, I can do this. Like, I know how to flip this thing apart. I know what the problems are. And I know some feasible solutions that I'd like to try. But, like, sometimes it's it's really big. Like you said, it's the rock and the ocean. Not that the rock doesn't make a ripple, but you're still surrounded by the ocean. And I think that that can mm-hmm. be difficult sometimes. Yeah. It, it causes anxiety. Like, just the thought of, like, yeah, oh, too much. Like, even when I went into teaching, I remember sitting in a seminar, and the lady who was speaking told everybody, she was like, you're going into these classrooms. And this was, like, when I was in my 20s, and you know, you still have these ideas about the world and how everything works. (laughs) She tells us, she was like, you know, you'll have a class of maybe 20 or 30 students. Don't worry about all of them. If you touch one, you've done your job because that one is going to grow up and touch one. And then that one's gonna grow up and touch one. I was like, no, I don't wanna touch one. I wanna touch all of them. So (laughs) thinking that that was possible, And then getting hit with all these barriers, like I would try to introduce something into a classroom, like even during my student teaching and it would just get ripped apart. Like, no, you can't do that. It doesn't follow the curriculum. It doesn't follow the standards. It doesn't match this, it doesn't match that. Like, I'm not gonna be responsible for teaching children lies. It just, Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to work for me. So yeah, I, I keep on changing my thought process about education what works best for learners, what works best for my child and what works best for me and trying to figure out how I could make that happen for more than one person, like more than just my child or, you know, the individual students that I work with right now. Man, that's really, really powerful. Something that I appreciated about your process and how you are trying to live mommy's life but then you have to, your daughter's name is Jayla, live yeah. Jayla's life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you you said, I just always wanted to be anywhere besides where I was and that the yeah. routine and the mundaneness of everyday life kind of got to you. So you wanted to travel, but you weren't just like, okay, girl, pack your bags up, little three-year-old <laughs> baby, we about to be out this thing. You was yeah. like, um. Jayla, how do you feel about this? And she was like North Korea, or she was like South Korea, no ma'am. And so you was like, okay, no ma'am. But yep. you're having those conversations with her. She is a part of the decision process. And that's so, so powerful to engage with a child like that. Like you're treating her like a human. <laughs> and that is so amazing. And it's, and that's because I working with children, working with their parents you see a lot of where it's even like the old style of don't speak unless you're spoken to or don't talk about grown folks business around children, but people still do it. So they have questions. They're going, they're going to be curious. And if you are telling them to shut up, it's none of their business. They're going to figure it out from somebody else. So I definitely let her be a part of the planning process. Like the, (laughs) so the first job offer I had when I moved to Georgia was to move to South Korea to teach. And I did, I asked her how she felt about it and she's like, no. Nope. And, and she didn't know anything about, I didn't know anything about it either. But I was just like, okay. Like she said no, so we're not going. But now I can't keep the child from not wanting to go someplace. Like, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. She, she just, oh, when are we traveling again? I'm like, well, when you get a job, we can do that too. But <laughs> I, I definitely let her take part in the decision making and still while letting her be a child like that's the one. My baby is 10 and she's a 10-year-old child, like she just my little baby girl, but she can also like she engages with the in a way that other 10-year-olds don't, because she's had those opportunities to have conversations with me where she's not being shut down, where she's not being told be quiet. I let her talk. Sometimes I just listen. Sometimes I have to say things back to her. And there are times when I have to say, okay, that's enough. But I try to be fair because she's not always going to be with me and I'm not always going to be here. Can you be no, I can't say that. <laughs> I almost disrespected my mother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, Larita. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I just love that So, better than so. say it again. We have to be better than our parents. As you know, I know a lot of people say, like, I want to do this differently from what my mom and what my dad did. So, I, but I will say my mom gave us a lot of freedom. <laughs> but the thing is, I had to take all, that lot of freedom, and I, I had to shape it back a little bit for my child. Ah, so so your mother had a similar environment, but it was even more free? It was I I mean, this thing, like, I didn't know how different our lives were from our friends until I was old enough to hang out at my friend's homes. Like, my mom spoke to us about everything. Like, there are things I'm not going to talk to my baby about yet, but I will. But she was very open. We were able to have any conversation that we wanted to have with her freely and openly. Um, But I just had to learn how, like, there's some things I'm not going to talk to my 10-year-old about. Not her time. I just wanted her to be ten. So, um, yeah, th- there are things that she she did that, of course, I'm like, yeah, I like that. And I was, and like one of the things she used to do, <laughs> she used to have us stand in front of a mirror, and you know, like people talk about those affirmations. My mom was doing that with us when we were children, so I never ever had to deal with like really bad self esteem issues because she made sure that I told myself that I was beautiful all the time. And my friends didn't have that. So that's one thing I do with my daughter that my mom gave to me. That's so powerful. So your mom was like, soup's different then. Yes. (laughs) But like you said, you didn't know until you were like, oh, y'all don't do this over here. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So where did your mother get it from? Like, was she reacting to how she was raised? Yes. And. The reason I know this, <laughs> so when I was um, working on my master's, I was moving from being a classroom teacher to doing parent education where I was just going to work with parents. And one of the things we had to do was confront like our trauma. And we had to write a list of things that we would ask our parents if we could. And that was just the activity. But I was like, I oh, no, know, I'm going to ask her. And that was my question. I'm like, why did... We have so much freedom, and not even we. Like, me and my siblings have very different experiences with my mom, so my question was like, why did you give me so much freedom? Why did you let me do whatever I wanted to do? And it's not, and I don't say it to be like a bad thing because when my friends were running around doing the things their parents told them not to do, I didn't care about doing it because I was like, well, there's not gonna be a consequence if I do something. I'm not gonna get in trouble, if, like, I don't wanna do it. Like, there was no need for me to rebel against anything. Um, so I asked her, you know, I had a conversation with like, well, why did you give me so much freedom? And she told me it was because she didn't have any, like when she was younger. So I was like, okay, I get it. I'm like, I understand. And she also told me, she's like, you, you're, you were so much like me as a child that I just looked at you and knew that you would get it. You would figure things out. So I was like, okay, like, I understand, like, looking from that perspective, like, I get it. I mean, even though sometimes I was like, I wish I didn't have all the freedom that I had, but hey, it made me who I am now. So can't complain too much. Do you feel like you, and I know it's hard to, like, uh, put a number on it or, like, what is it? Quali- qualitate? <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but <laughs> <laughs> quantify, quantify. But do you feel like maybe as a result, you had less trauma? I know that you said you wish that you had more boundaries. But yeah, I feel like as a result, you had less trauma? From my parents. <laughs> like from that, like for me, I always felt like I feel like it's still kind of, I don't want to say like it affects me now, but the whole idea, like I'm always stuck on this staying still, like that component of being still, I can't. It's very difficult, like, I just bought this, the house I live in right now, I just bought it in November, and I'm getting it remodeled so I can rent it out so I can leave. I don't think I've ever stayed in one place for more than two years without, start, like, I started feeling anxiety, I'm like, I have to go, it's time for me to leave. So I think that's a part of the reason, you know, it's not something mm-hmm. I've really dug into yet. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah when I feel like because right now I'm like you know being still is boring but I'm sure at some point maybe I want to and I don't know if that's just like the societal idea like you have to you know graduate get a degree get a house car 2.5 kids get married. all these things were things I started rejecting because like I thought that these were my goals but I realized like those weren't my goals I was just trying to follow a standard and I think some of that came from not having those boundaries where I'm like, I can just do everything. So I'm like, okay, let me try to get in this box to, you know, follow the rules of what everybody else's expectations are. And then some days I'm like, no, forget that box, do what you want to. So I don't think the trauma that a lot of people experience, like, and I think because, you know, like that childhood trauma comes from their parents and not being able to have those conversations with their parents or their parents refusing to, speak to them about things or again telling them to shut up. So thankfully my mom's still very open. Like that conversation that I had with her back in 2013 before I left, it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if she wouldn't have been open to have that that conversation that I need to have with her, it maybe I would still be dealing with some some type of trauma that I didn't even realize was there. hmm mm-hmm. And I know you said you haven't dug into it, but it's interesting that you think that not staying still is a problem. I, and that's and the problem is that I'm not sure if it's a problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, it's not like you homeless. Right. Yeah. It's not like you have put your daughter in a vulnerable place. Yeah. You are living the life that you want to live. And you are giving her a voice in the life that you're creating. And like, of course she don't know no better, but like who does ever? <laughs> it's like, we never We're like, Oh, this sounds good on paper. Let me do this and do this. And then like, it could be the worst decision of your life versus something you quote unquote do by impulse. Yeah. Yep. And, that, and I try to tell her all the time, like, you know, you live a different life than a lot of people around you. Like I tell them like, you live a different life than the life that I lived when I was your age. I'm like, been to over 15 different countries. Like and she's just and she's so regular about it. Like she won't (laughs) even talk about like like this past summer we did our little six country excursion and someone like, well how was your summer? She's not talk about camp. She will talk about the day camp that she's going to. She's not gonna say anything about you know how baby her mom is for taking her to (laughs) Africa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you no okay Jade you need to relax I mean, you know, little baby. Everybody don't just take their kids with them, and you know, you got some privilege up in here. I wanted to flex on people, but you won't. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Um, I love that. Uh, you you were talking about trying to put yourself in a box. i not that you tried that. That's not the part I love, but that. Um. You said you felt more accomplished traveling than when you've had two houses, two degrees in your car. Mm-hmm. So, this is like your third house. Yes. Okay. Okay, Ms. J. That's your little flex. <laughs> <laughs> but was, it was hard. It was really difficult. I'm, so, I moved out when I was 16. And the thing that I was tell people, like, I thought I was grown at 16. I was like, I used to tell my teachers, like, I'm not coming to class tomorrow, I have to go to work. And they say something back, I'm like, well, I got the same bills you have to pay. Like, I had a little smart mouth, and I felt that. I'm like, I have to work, too, just like you have to work. I have the same bills you have. I didn't realize they weren't the same bills. My rent <laughs> was like $500. My I didn't have car insurance. I, my, I got my car from the police impound. It was $500. Everything was under $500. So at 16, when I moved out, I thought I was wrong. And then... When I had my daughter, I thought I was grown. When I got my degree, I was like, oh, no, this is real adult life. When I bought my first house, I'm like, oh, now you're really an adult. And I had to figure out every single one of those things by trial and error. And I wasn't happy. I'm like, my friends, like my closest friend, she was was like, oh, girl, I brag on you all the time. You so bomb. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel amazing. Like, she talk about, oh, you're so amazing. she tell people right off the bat, like, she has two houses. She got two degrees. And she's only 24. And I'd just be sitting like, so? Like, it, I didn't feel like I had accomplished anything other than what I thought I was supposed to have accomplished. And when I sold everything, like that first go-round when me and my daughter traveled, that was back in 2016. I started dropping stuff off at the Goodwill. I was getting rid of everything. I drove from Georgia to Minnesota. I gave one of my friends my car. i was like, I don't need it. I don't know when I'm coming back. And... While me and my baby were gone, that like, I was like, ooh, now I feel amazing. I feel like I'm accomplishing something. And it was because I wasn't I wasn't stuck. I felt so stuck. Like I was waking up working and then I was taking my daughter to preschool. And while she was at school, I was working, she'd come home. I'm like, the only time I see my daughter is when we eat dinner together and then I'm getting her ready for bed. So and I was counting, like, minutes and hours. I was really calculating, like, oh, you want to spend two, two hours with your child today? And I felt terrible. Like, I, I felt really bad about it. And when she asked to be homeschooled, I was like, well, let me go ahead and figure out how we can do this. And I pulled her out of school. And, yeah, we spent that year traveling. That was, it was amazing. It was difficult. There were difficult times. But it was so much fun. And I got to hang out with my daughter every day. Some days I didn't want to, but most for the most part, they were good days. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, so you chronicled <laughs> your travels on your blog broad a blog the broadabroad.com. Yes. And it's a mom and her mini abroad. And so you started that in May of twenty sixteen, right? Yep. That was like a month before we left because we took off in June. And so that was a whole year that you and your daughter spent going hither and whither and thither. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm I'm a Virgo, so I have to plan everything. It's very difficult for me to just go and do stuff. So the first, I want to say, like the first four or five months, everything was already taken care of. Like flights were paid for, rooms were paid for, um, Everything was planned. And then that fourth, fifth month, that's when I was like, okay, we're just going to travel based off the most inexpensive tickets that popped up. And that was hard for me. Like, I was like, I'm letting go the control, the little bit of control I feel that I have by just planning. Like, we were in Germany, and I was like, okay, it's time to plan where we're going next. And I use the Skyscanner app, and mm-hmm. I want to say, like, the cheapest flight came up to South Africa. So I was like, we're going to South Africa. And I brought the ticket three days before we left. I mm-hmm. was terrified. Like, I was scared. I'm like, ooh, what if something happens? What well, if it doesn't work out? I was getting the Airbnb. and Something did happen. <laughs> we got to South Africa, and they would not let us in because I did not have a consent form, a consent form from my daughter's dad saying that I could travel with her. Rude. What did you do? <laughs> I cried. No, I didn't cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about crying, but uh, I actually, I'm like, you know what? And I can't remember what the time zone difference was. I'm like, let me call her dad. I was like, what if I get him to sign something now? And he sends it to me. Will that work? And they, they, thankfully, they're like, yeah, that'll be fine. And they're like, really, we need a court order. I'm like, I have full custody of my child. I'm like, hey, okay, let me call him. I'm texting him. I'm like, do you happen to have a copy of our court order saying that I have full legal custody of our child? No. I'm like, oh, God, I didn't think you did. Could you, like, print something out real quick and sign it? So um, between him and my godmom, they figured out, like, she had to find the paper and send it to him, and then he signed it electronically. We were at the airport, maybe, like, four or six hours, and he sent it to me by email, and I pulled it up, and I showed it to them, and they let us. they let us in. So... Um, I learned my lesson after that. I was like, hey, child's father, sign this paper for me in advance so I can go wherever I want to. That's so ridiculous. That's red damn ridiculous. Yeah. But you know what? When I found out why, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, apparently, there's a lot of um, child trafficking through South Africa. Oh. So, so, you know, they do it for the safety of the children. But also, my baby looks just like I spit around and didn't have any help and um it happened to us in turkey too because you know we have different last names and the guy he's asking her all these questions and he told me he's like "She is your twin you can go
1: i'm like oh
0: <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> like, after you interrogated her i'm like i'm not trying to sell her off to anybody yes she's mine she belongs to me so i mean we we've had some experiences learning experiences that's why i called them now back then they were but now they are learning it. <laughs> Back then, it sent you straight to the bottle. <laughs> yeah. I had to count to 10 backwards, all those things. <laughs> um, do, do people mistake you all for sisters? Because when I tell you, you are a baby. <laughs> It happens sometimes, and I don't get it because, like, I'm like, I look like an adult. I'm grown. But it happened a lot. Like, this time around, this summer when we were traveling, it happened so often that I was just like, you know, let's just start telling them, yeah, that you're my sister. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it turns into like a routine. They're like, oh, are you sisters? Be, no, this is my daughter. Oh, you're a baby. No, I'm 33. And it just goes like, it's the same conversation. So I'm like, we're just going to say, we're just going to go with it. Yep, this is my sister. Where are your parents? Um, then we have to come up with another story. And I had told her, I said, we're just going to start making up really extensive, exaggerated stories. because <laughs> <laughs> When she was even younger, people would always ask, they like, um, is that your mom or your sister? I said, let's start telling people we don't even know each other. So we were like <laughs> walking through Walmart and someone like, oh, y'all look just alike. I'm like, really? I'm like, this is my friend's daughter. People say that all the time. Like, we just started fabricating the truth because we don't lie. So we were fabricating the truth. <laughs> but no, we we, we get that. Um, yeah, we get that. And then they're like, is this your sister? I'm like, no, she's my child. And then like for a little short time, I got upset. I'm like, I carried this child. I produced her. Like, I did the work. Back <laughs> my womb, but I got over it. <laughs> Babies making babies. That's how it goes. <laughs> it always be, it always be the flyest chicks that curse their jeans. You got them good ass jeans. That's why i sound like, let me like appreciate it because maybe something will happen like in a couple years and people start thinking I'm older than what I am. So let me just no. love it while I can. No, that would never happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I keep yeah. drinking my water. Yes, girl. Keep exfoliating, drinking water, right. your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. Uh, um, so let's talk about Ms. Jayla for a moment. She's that galaxy girl. She got her little cat eye glasses. Mm-hmm. They're She really can't see. <laughs> um so she is nine she's ten she's ten yep she'll be 11 oh woo, my baby's gonna be 11 in october october 3rd she'll okay. be eleven. getting on up there and um what do, what have you talked to her what have you what conversation have you had with her about her hair oh so this one is um, so again, when we moved to Georgia, I was trying to keep up with the, with the local ATL women there with their long 36, 42-inch weaves, the lashes, all that. And she said something to me. She's like, I want my hair like, I was like, "Then you what my hair is like. So I made the conscious decision to stop wearing weaves because I didn't want her to think that that was what beauty was. And she doesn't like getting her hair done. She like, phew, the days of having <laughs> to do her hair. Like I had to wrap her around my legs and like almost so <laughs> <in a> cold <laughs> just to get her hair done. And what are the okay? I can't think of the girls now. Chloe and Haley, Beyonce's those two girls that mm-hmm. are her little proteges. Mm-hmm. She saw a picture mm-hmm. of them with their hair, and she's like, "That's so pretty." I'm like, "Yeah, they're called locks." And she's like, can I get my hair like that? Do I have to get my hair combed if I have locks? I was like, no, you don't. And so I had a friend there um, in George who had just opened his barbershop and he has locks. So I was like, hey, can I come in for a consultation and talk to you? My daughter wants to, you know, ask you some questions because I don't know the answers. And we went in and she was asking him, and I, like, she had a little list, like she already had a list of questions in her phone that she was going to ask him and, she asked him. He explained it to her. He, like, even showed her, like, how it would look if he did, like, a little palm roll. And she looked at me, and she's like, yes! She's like, okay. I was like, so when can we come back? And he was like, I gotta open it now. And so I asked, like, we had the conversation. I'm like, are you ready? I said, this is a commitment that you have to make. And she went for it, and she loves her life. So, like, I told her when she turned 10, she could dye her hair. So for her 10th birthday, like, we were, we were gone. We were in Mexico for a month for her birthday. But when we got back, I took her back to him, and he dyed her hair, um, I think, I want to say it was pink. Yeah, so the first time she got it colored, it was pink, and then we went back, and she got it purple and pink, and I just tell them, like, this is self-expression. I say you have to do it now, said, because once you get older, and I I don't see her moving, I don't see her working in, like, the corporate world, but, you know, we get trained at a young age at what we're supposed to look like, how we should look, mm-hmm. and- not even that, but, like, as black people, and I hate seeing these, art. like, every time I see another article where they're saying that somebody didn't get hired or somebody got fired because of their natural hair, or even, like, this post that's going around now about um, a school who put up pictures of hairstyles that are acceptable and mm-hmm. unacceptable. I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, you're, you're telling me that how I naturally look or what I choose to use for my creative expression about myself is unacceptable. So I'm like, you can look however you want. You can do whatever you want. And it's your hair, i like, if you like it, I love it. There are some things, you know, I probably wouldn't let her do, but that's just, you know, a matter of age appropriateness. So I'm like, coloring your hair, that's cute. You're 10. I'm like, if you ever end up incorporating, you try to walk around with purple and pink hair, it might not work out. So do it while you can. Enjoy it so really sweet and she loves she loves to correct people too if they if somebody calls them dreadlocks she's like my locks it is <laughs> 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 my fault because i told her i'm like there's nothing to dread about your hair so you know so she'll correct that's how she does her correction she's like you mean my locks i'm like yes baby and like sometimes after you just have to make the correction without making the correction they'll either pick it up or they won't but Mm -hmm. yeah and she's had a a team team. come on listen she already thinks she's me so (laughs) yes I saw the video that you did where uh, you said she has heard you teach your class so much that you gave her the opportunity (laughs) to do like a mock class yeah like she she's, she will come in my office when I'm teaching and stand in, like, so my iPad faces me, the camera's on me, and she's standing behind me, mouthing what I'm saying. And I'm looking at her like, oh, okay, so you think you've got this. And you saw that, you saw the video, you know she failed. she, ain't just she failed <laughs> I won't say she failed. I will say that she got maybe 60% of it right. I tell him like you can try to do me, but that's also awesome. like that's another thing. I always do her, and like I'll take her glasses. Like she ha- she has these character traits that she has, and so I'll like do a little mockery, a mockery of her. I'm like yeah, and I'll do her, and she's like I can do you, but every time she's tried, she it just has been so great. So I'm like yeah, this class is <laughs> <laughs> because you know it's- how it's gonna go. You so shady. Ugh. Are we? That's the thing. <laughs> I try to tell her, like, sometimes I have to pick on her just a little bit yeah. because she does go to school, so she doesn't get picked on, so I have to toughen her up a little bit because she's just, like, a ball of sugar. She's way too sweet. She's the nicest child, and I'm like, you got to toughen up a little bit, but I also don't want her to. I want her, I mean, I want her to eventually. She's going to have to. I just want her to be able to enjoy being a child, right? Like, yeah. You said you said that that was one of the reasons why you wanted to travel. You said that you knew the public education was going to be trash. It wasn't going to be accurate. Um, you didn't like the images that she was going to be exposed to, that um, you were going to have to teach her that she was going to have to work three times as hard. And then you also talked about racism and how, how were you going to have that conversation with her about racism without teaching her to hate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still, that's still, it's a difficult one, because there's so much that I don't want to expose her to, but I know she's going to be exposed to it anyways, and I also don't want her to get to, and I think, you know, we all go through, like, those different emotions where we're upset, where we're angry, and then we want to fight back, and then we want to figure out, well, how do we fix this? What should we do? Do we seclude ourselves? Do we, like, there's it's just so many different emotions and thoughts to process so even when we have experiences i try to just talk her through and ask her like why do you think this individual responded to us in this way um and, you know just so she can kind of formalize her thoughts and opinions by herself without me jumping up saying no nah, girl the man's racist that's why he didn't you know i don't push it in her face i just try to explore those different things with her like when we were in Egypt that was the worst experience I've ever had traveling and we've we've had like you know some little bumps and stuff here and there but there I felt like I was walking around in a bubble with daggers being stared at us just ready to make me pop so we had those conversations about why we were treated that way and we went over all the different things. Like, it could have been a racial issue. I said it could be because I'm a woman and you're a child. I'm like, there's a lot. Like, we just had to go through a list of different reasons. And, yeah, it's, it's still one of those things. It's kind of, it's difficult to talk to her about, like, not just that, like, even, like, dealing with men. Like, at some point, you're going to have to deal with some things that you don't want to deal with, and I can't protect you from it. Like, things are going to happen, and I – would wish that they wouldn't to you or anybody else, but I just want her to be prepared. I also want her to be prepared when she has to face those things. So yeah, that, those, that was, is really difficult. It's extremely difficult, especially like when you're talking to a child about it and that's nothing like I have a lot of, so I have a lot of private students and their parents always ask me like, okay, well they're not teaching um, African or African American history in their school. Because I don't just have homeschool students. I have students that go to charter schools. I have students whose parents just want them to have something more than what's being taught in their school. And when I tell them, I'm like, well, we're going to discuss these things. Like, are you comfortable with them learning about this particular thing that I'm going to be talking about? And they're always like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, okay. I'm saying, but you're going to have to answer some questions afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I still want you to talk to them about certain subjects I don't want it to just be me and I'm like and another thing like when I teach I want to teach children to be critical thinkers I don't want them to take my ideas and run with it and say oh well this is what teacher Jade said this is how teacher Jade feels it's not about my perception I want you to have your own I want you to think critically about things and determine what's right and what's wrong by yourself that is so dope that you are finding a way to have those conversations that you are making a space for that that's so dope it it is i mean it's difficult like i still i'm still working on like there are certain things like i have one student i'm working right with right now and we were discussing i was discussing with her mom adding pieces about resistance and it's just because something that i only recently rebellions that took place in the U S but I never heard about the rebellions that took place in Haiti until recently. Like I didn't know. And it's not because I didn't want to know, but I've been focused on like one specific area of history. And then from there I branch off into something else and I'm reading a book about something else. And even in school, they didn't talk about it. So I'm still learning. And when I was in Senegal, it was like that Senegal, like, you know, if Egypt was terrible, Senegal was everything. Our tour guide was telling us about the rebellions that took place there. And I was just like, oh my goodness. I'm like, all I ever heard about was how Africans were selling Africans too. Like that was the narrative. Right. And I was like, I didn't get to hear about the people in Africa who tried to stop the slave trade or the ones who fought back against colonizers. That's not the piece that they were teaching us right and so I go out and dig it up by myself so I'm telling her I'm like, I really want to teach her this I'm like she's so amazing in class and she loves it and I'm like but I had to put it together first I said because I don't know everything I'm like so if I'm teaching it to your daughter she's going to be learning it as I learn it mm-hmm. and it's, it's difficult because I'm like there's so it's there's a lot like when I was in school I hated history there was nothing about Any social studies class that I liked until I got to university and started taking history courses, Mm -hmm. and it was that's when they start teaching you to think critically about what you're learning. It's not just memorize these dates, memorize these names, and pass this test. Right. I was like, ooh. I said, what? Like, there was just uh, (laughs) I didn't know (laughs) until I got to college that slavery was not only in the U.S. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, Mm -hmm. I was studying abroad in Ecuador, and we went to, there was, like, this small little town, and they were telling us, like, this was, um, this town was founded by freed slaves. They were on a boat, the boat capsized, and they were granted this land as freed slaves. And I was like, what? I was like, there were slaves in South America? Like, I didn't, it kind of shook me to my core. And I was like, I didn't know. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's my problem with schools: like, we're only teaching a small little bit and we're teaching it from the perspective of white people. And that's, that means we're not going to learn anything that we need to learn. And then as I was working on my degree, I realized, I'm like, hold on. I said, they're only going to allow me to teach what? I I was taught. I'm like, and then you talk to the teachers about it and they don't know the stuff because it's not what they were taught to teach. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can have all these teachers and they're not, they're just recycling what they know. Right. And if they haven't continued to learn past what they were taught in those textbooks. And a lot of times there's just like no incentive. You just must have like a natural curiosity that you are feeding Because a lot of folks are really just trying to survive. We know teachers aren't paid like anything. You use a lot of your money for resources for your classes, like yeah. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why I, when I started teaching online, when I moved into this like this world of the virtual living, I was like, oh, this is gonna change my life. I'm like because. In a class where I would have 20 or 30 students, I get paid my salary. I'm like, now I get paid per learner. And it's, it's cha- it has changed my life tremendously because I thought I was going to be paying off salary. I'm um, Sally Mae and until, <laughs> just until. <laughs> I'm like, <"This- laughs> like, I'm just going to be working to pay a student loan. And mm-hmm. those student loans are going to be paid off before this time next year. So I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned about having to call Jayla's father. um, Mm -hmm. And then you talked about your mother. But other than that mention of him, like, signing some documents, like, where are the men in your life? I don't know, but since I'm on this podcast, now, where are y'all at? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, you know, um... (laughs) The, the relationship with my daughter's dad—it it has its ebbs and flows. Like I have—he's a Gemini, so I have to catch him when you know we—I have to catch him at certain points when I don't want to say acting right, but that's kind of what it is. So, I mean, our relationship is good sometimes, and sometimes it's like, okay, I'm like, just call me when you know back out of your male PMS, whatever it is that you're going through. Um, but another thing that I did back in 2016 right before I left I went to visit my dad. And I hadn't seen my dad in 19 years. Wow. So yeah, so like the last time I saw my dad I was 10 going on 11 and I spoke to him once when I was 14 and I spoke to him again when I was 22 and I spoke to him again when I was 24 and again like my my daughter she's amazing. We were having this conversation and I was talking to her about her dad and her relationship with her dad. And she asked me about mine. I was like, No, I didn't. He wasn't really around. And, you know, we're having this conversation and she's like, Well, didn't he call you? And I'm like, I didn't know how she remembered that he had called me. I was like, Yeah, he did. She's like, Well, why don't you talk to him? And I was like, Because I don't want to. Like, I was just really like, I don't want Why are you, to you me asking me all these questions? Yeah. <laughs> And she, I can't even remember exactly what she said, but she said something that made me go, hmm, you're right. So it was something along the lines of like, well, he's your dad, or something like he's your dad. She's like, you can just give him a chance or give him a try. And I was like, yeah, I said, okay. And at the time I used to tell her, um, give it a try. Like when we were trying new foods or doing anything, you know, if I just give it a try, So she just hit me with my own words. I'm like, okay, I have to, I can't tell her stuff and not do it. So right before we left, like I said, I had drove from Georgia back to Minnesota before we like took off on our, our little excursion and he lived in Kentucky. So I drove up and I went to visit him and it was kind of like, okay, hey. And right now, like, I feel like the relationship I have with him, he texts me every year on Valentine's Day. He says, happy <laughs> Valentine's I love you I say thanks that works for me like right now that's what works so like trying to put him into my life even more than that wouldn't work right now mm-hmm. so um that's the relationship and it works for me and anytime I've needed something like I'm like oh I need a man to take care of it my friend's dad has always came through for me Um, like both of my best friends, my best friend's stepdad and my best friend's dad, they were always like, um, you know, like, so something's wrong with my car. Bring it over. Um, I need my grass cut. I'm coming over. So I've had those men in my life, but and my stepdad, I have to, yeah, I have to say my stepdad too. And the thing that's so crazy, you know, I'm a super black Blacky black and my stepdad is white and Mm. he's super white not just you know like he calls himself a redneck so it's like (laughs) but I love him he loves me he loves my baby and that's like when I talk about a dad growing up that's what he was to me like now if, if I need anything I can call him and He'll still look out, even though he lives in a whole nother state. Like right now, I have a wild animal running around my yard. Now he was telling me all these steps and things I needed to do. I'm like, well, you could just get in your car and come over here and take care. <laughs> <laughs> <Jada>. like, <laughs> I'm not playing with any wild animals. I'm not setting traps. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. First of all, <laughs> they were here first. I don't know if you noticed, but you're, they're not an inconvenience to you. You're an inconvenience to them. But I mean, it, no. I wouldn't if it wouldn't jump out every time it saw me. Like stay that's here. what it do. That's my what it business. do. I went to my new business so I could just walk <laughs> on my own. My oh, so Mama got down with the swizzle. Oh, okay, Mama. And that's why I say, like, growing up was very different for me. I had a white stepdad who used to drop me off at school, and then as black <laughs> as I am. I had to deal with little girl, little boy, your daddy white. Is that your daddy? Like, yeah. Are you stupid? Like, I'm like, y'all dumb. Like, no, that's not my dad. <laughs> my dad. How are you mixing your hair is so nappy? What? <laughs> I'm not mixed. That's my stepdad. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so did that, do you think that impacts like how, like, are you open to having a non-black partner? No. Oh. There it is. Support black. I don't, <laughs> don't want to have to explain myself. Like I don't want to have to explain why you're wrapping your hair. I don't want to have to tell anybody why I'm doing things the way I'm doing it. I don't want to have to explain to them like the microaggressions that I've had to deal with or have to prove that that's exactly what it was. I no, I don't have the energy for that. Mm-hmm. Nope. I hear you. I hear you. Um, one more thing about your daughter, Jayla, speaking, also speaking of you being black, black, blackity black, you have (laughs) exposed her to the whiz. And that alone would have made me talk to you because the (laughs) whiz is the ultimate. She, however, my daughter is a performer, like, the stage is wherever her feet are at, and I told her like I remember t- what I told her. I was like, my favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz, but it's really not. I think I was just saying it, and she was like, "What's that?" I'm like, "You never, you know, I- Yes. Like I forget. I'm like, "What? I don't know The Wizard of Oz." I'm like, "It's like because you never showed it to me." I'm like, "You're right. Okay." <laughs> so- Backing down. So top. we like we have to watch both of them. And, yeah, and she like, the. it's so funny because she doesn't, like just now, like now she'll watch the whole movie, uh-huh. but back then, she wouldn't watch, like she watched like 15 or 20 minutes or something and get up and it be done. It. It's, it's I don't know happens. if she's ever, yeah, I don't know if she's seen The Wiz in pool or if she's seen Wizard of Oz in pool because that was a while ago And she, she just now started watching full movies. Oh, okay. But, no, like, that was kind of her jam, too. Like, I'm trying to think, because I know, like, we went through, like, a whole year where she, she was in love with the show, but I still don't know. I have to ask her if she's actually said that. Well, if i sat her down and made her watch it all the way through. Because we went to the play. We went to two different play versions of it. Um, One year, she was Dorothy. Like, we, I, yeah, we had a moment. I'm going <laughs> to ask her if she remembers. Because now, now you're going to make me have another movie night with her. And... <laughs> We'll have to rewatch it now. You're welcome. <laughs> Cause she's she's also a dancer. Like um before you traveled, she was in classes. Was she uh continuing her studies as she was gone or was that like too much? She she was in dance, but she was in the back row. So you know what that means if you're in the back row when you dance. She made it to the front though, didn't she? In tap? <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. So right before we left, I told him like, (laughs) this was me stage momming. I said, I don't want to see you in the back row. I want to see you in the front. I said, I don't care if it's a little off to the left or the right, but you're not going to be in the back again. And (laughs) she did. She made it to, so in her tap jazz, she was in the front, in the center. I'm like, you know, they tell you don't clap until it's over. No, no, I started clapping as soon as <laughs> I was like I'm the only person <laughs> in the crowd for my baby. I have to show out for her. So and embarrass did. her. Dang. Oh no, she she loves it because she'll come off stage like, I didn't hear you. Oh, <laughs> you didn't hear me. Oh, oh <laughs> let, let me try better things. I'll go a little bit harder. But um the actually She enjoyed dance, but she wanted to get into acting. So she's been taking acting classes. And the best part about acting, like you can do that whatever you want. You don't necessarily need a trained professional for acting. So she put on, I'm trying to think, Mm, a couple of the different countries we went to. If she was able to find a friend, they were putting plays on together. They were performing. (laughs) So in instruments now, she's like, she wants to learn how to play the drums, but she's learning keyboard right now. Mm -hmm. So I told her, like, after you master this, you know, after you master one thing, I'll let you move on to the next thing because it's expensive. And (laughs) like, I'm not going to have a drum set and a keyboard and you just know it's too much. But yeah, she's really into acting. She loves performing. She does skits. She puts on. I mean, this been going on forever. First, it was with her stuffed animals. Now it's with her, and that is her thing. Like I'm glad she and she's found something that she loves. But that's not even like her. Her passion, passion is animals. She wants to own a doggy hotel. And. Yeah, If you engage in conversation with her about it, she has the whole rundown about how the business is going to be run, what she's going to do. The doggy hotel is going to be on the first floor and she's going to have her house on the second floor. I'm just like, you go for it. I'm not visiting you. I don't know where she got her love for animals because as you know, I'm setting traps. Clearly. I don't want them around me. Well, I guess you can't give her everything. <laughs> yeah. And that's um, like I, she has her plans. Well, dream up, dream on. I know when I was um ten, about to be eleven, I wasn't. I would had no entrepreneur uh plans in the work So I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, and she she has a dog walking business. We made cards, and that's another reason why I, I'm. I said next year, like we're gonna be still like you're going to be like if she was in school, she would be entering seventh grade. So I told him like, I want you to be around other kids more often, not just like the one or two days a week. Like I want you to have like that solid set of friends that you cool with, that you can kick it with that, you know, you're going to see maybe three or four days a week, two hours, like just something because that's where like my solid friendship started in middle school. Mm -hmm. And, She really wants to get back on this dog walking business. And I want her to as well because she costs a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Can you pay for some of your habits? Thank you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm like, here you go. Ask me, like as soon as mommy, can I? I don't know. Can you? Why don't you check your bank account? (laughs) Um, speaking of passions, um, there are a few obsessions that I've peeped. About you, there's a button obsession. I do love my buttons. You are a master gift wrapper. I am. That I can take. And I think, we didn't celebrate holidays growing up. So I didn't get to wrap gifts. But I had one job. It was like through a temp agency. And I had to wrap gifts. And they liked how, they're like, oh, you, they want me to like be their gift wrapper. And... (laughs) They set up a little table in the front, and oh, I can't remember, it was a jewelry uh, place too. They set up a little place in the front. They wanted me to dress like an elf. I told them no. Like, that's wow. not going to happen. I'm like, I will red and so green. I you would have been adorable. Schedule. Sorry. <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> I was like, I would wrap these gifts, and they would, they're like, you can't take tips. And so the people, they would come in there, and I'd wrap their gift, and they'd try to leave me a tip. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't take tips. but. I'll be in the parking lot in a couple of minutes Girl. <laughs> so I'm really yeah I, I throw down with the gift wrapping <laughs> where'd your button obsession come from I <laughs> needed something like you know so with traveling they got those little tags you can sit stick on stuff or I'm like nope I want buttons all over my stuff like some people like to put the what are those iron on patches? Like mm-hmm. I want buttons and I want statement buttons. And I'm just gonna shout this out right now. Inclusive randomness. That's also their IG. That's their um, website. Inclusive randomness. Like I recently just got some buttons from it right now. And you know we were talking beforehand, you're like any type of noise is gonna pick up. I had to take my little jean jacket off because like as soon <laughs> as I move my buttons start tick <laughs> So I like I like my buttons, and it's always funny because they're they're conversation starters. I'm really I'm not I'm not an extrovert. I keep Mm -hmm. to myself. I mind my business. Mm -hmm. But I'm like I have to find a way to get out the shell and talk to people. Like traveling helped that a lot, but really it was my daughter because she talks to everyone. If it was me, I probably would have had about half the conversations I've had with random people. Because she started it, so I have to jump in and go along with it. But yeah, like the ones I have right now, one says teachers are dope. The other one says Black Girl Magic. And this other one says Black Girl Almighty. And people ask, like, oh, are you a teacher? And they'll start the conversation up. And I'm like, yeah, but not like the traditional type of teacher. And I'll start telling them, like, oh, yeah, if you have a skill or a talent, anything that you're good at, you can teach online. Like, I try to push that on people who want it. Like, my first problem was trying to push it on the people closest to me. I'm like, you need to do this. You need to get out that Mm -hmm. office. And do you know how much money you can make? I'm like, oh, that's a lot of energy trying to get somebody to do something that they don't want to do. Or that they say they want to do, but they're not going to do it. So, Mm -hmm. um, when somebody shows interest, I'm like, oh, yeah, so what's your talent? What's your skill? What are you good at? Or, you know, you could teach that online. You can make some more money. Um, but it's the black girl almighty one that gets all the conversation started. What's that mean? Like, right, what do you think it means? Like when they ask me that one, but it's the one that was like, Oh girl, I like that one, black girl almighty. Yes, I'm like, yeah, okay, I know we're sisters, we're we're connected now. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it when it's met with the stink face, I'm like, oh, you're not a person I want to talk to. Like it makes me easy. Like, it makes it easy to decide who I'm going to have a conversation with versus who I'm just going to walk away from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so dope. Come on. What's that? I forget what it's called. It's like a litmus test. It's like, hmm. Gonna pass this. Right. hmm. Are you going to pass test? Are we going to have a conversation or no? Nah? Are we besties or not so much? Yeah. <laughs> um. So you said you don't celebrate holidays. You still, you didn't, you didn't celebrate holidays growing up and you still don't celebrate holidays, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's why I said like another thing that was so different for me and my friends, like, oh, we don't celebrate holidays and it wasn't for religious reasons. There was no, there wasn't like a reason behind it, maybe because we didn't have a lot of money, but, um, yeah, we didn't have like a specific reason for why we did it. Mm -hmm. But then like, once I got older, I would tell my daughter, am like, we're not going to celebrate. I said, we'll participate. So, um, like the biggest one for me, like I'm never going to celebrate the 4th of July. And I just wish all black folks would stop. But, you know, <laughs> then they try to, they're like, oh no, you know, we get to enjoy our dance. Let us just have that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You know what? Go, go ahead back to um, the 1700s when you, when your <laughs> black wasn't free and celebrate. But, You know, that's something completely different. But no, like, I've never, (laughs) I think, like, we did, we tried to do, like, the Christmas thing once or twice. Mm -hmm. And it was just because I wanted to get for the experience and also because I wanted to get myself the experience. So I went and bought, like, one of the little Dollar Tree um, trees that you put together with the plastic. Um, We put little things on it. And then another year we got our artsy crafty and we cut out construction paper and we taped the tree on our wall mm-hmm. and I put all her gifts under there. But after that, I was like, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. I'm like, you get stuff year round. I'm like, and I don't want you to think that on this one day that you can make a request and you're just going to get everything your heart desires. Mm-hmm. Like you get plenty. I'm like, and you already have more than most. And Another thing, like, a lot of people, they're like, oh, she's spoiled. I'm like, she's not spoiled. Like, this child hears no just as often as anybody else's child hears no. Like, she's spoiled with experiences, and she has a whole lot of books. And mm-hmm. she's it. I mean, like, I think she has, like, two pairs of shoes right now because she runs through them. And if I buy her shoes, she doesn't wear them. So I decide to say, okay, until you start... Once, you know, when you hit that age where you want to be into your own fashion, where you care if your shoes get dirty and things mm-hmm. like that, she's not there yet. So you am going to put a stop to this spending. Um So, yeah, we don't do holidays, and I'll tell them, like, we can participate. Like, she loves Valentine's Day. So I'm not going to not give her something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's fun. So I'm going to buy you a card and some roses because I love you, and I love you all the time. But I understand wanting to participate because you, you're seeing the rest of the world participate. So, um, And we do participate on Thanksgiving with the eating. <laughs> <laughs> we don't celebrate. Oh, that colonizer, colonizer holiday. All right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like All right, <laughs> I celebrate the holiday. I'm participating. In consuming the food that you have presented for me. <laughs> Girl. it's rude not to accept this plate. No, saying something slower doesn't make it any more right. I just want you to know that. I mean, it's, and it's but it's only when, like, when we're in Minnesota, um, if, like, one of my family members is cooking or friends cooking, we'll go over, but I've never did the whole, okay, we're about to throw down today and just stuff ourselves stupid. Mm-hmm and and she knows why like she that was i think it was yeah the first time she got in trouble in school was in pre-k because she called her teacher a liar for talking about christopher columbus <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And, yeah and we had to have a conversation so you can't just run around calling people liars i said there's different ways you can address it and i was even like even when i had the conversation with her teacher i was like oh this lady has she like I could tell she didn't like my child because she was, there was nothing she could do to challenge her in her classroom. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that was like my first experience. I was like, ooh, this might not work out. And (laughs) then when she got to kindergarten, her two teachers were amazing. Like, they were, I still, every time I'm in Georgia, I'm calling them and we're having lunch. We're getting together and hanging out. And before the school year started, I told them, like, you know, she's already reading at a second grade level. She, You know, I, I was trying to prepare them. I was like, these are the things I do with her at home mm-hmm. so you can implement them into the classroom. And they did. And it worked out great. Like, they were amazing. They were always, oh, your baby. So I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, she knows how, like, she knew technology. I work on computers. She knows how to use computers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, before she gets to start her work, she has to go to each student and help them turn on their computers and log in. So by the time she sits down and finishes her work, everybody else is finishing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was a good experience. But that next year she had a, a teacher that it, it wasn't such it – was, it was terrible. It was awful. And the lady – said, not the lady, <laughs> her teacher um, – They want to accelerate her to the next grade. They want to do that in kindergarten. And I told them, like, emotionally and socially, she's not ready. I'm like, she is six. She can't hang with seven-year-olds. Like, she just wasn't there. But the next year, I'm like, okay, maybe she'll fare better because she had all these accommodations where she was being pulled out for this, pulled out for that. I was like, just put her in the second grade, fine. And the teacher told me that she had her tested. I go speak to the social worker. It was just like in passing. I was like, oh, has, has Jayla's test came back yet? And she's like, what test? She didn't know what I was talking about. Mm. And so I was like, what? And so, because I worked for the school system, they couldn't, like, use the jargon to try to talk me in circles that I see so often. Like, teachers do that all the time, especially when it's something that they just don't want to deal with. and Or parents who don't understand how the, wow. how it works. And so, they try to hit me with that. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's run it back, Have a different conversation. I said, so this is what's going to happen. This is the plan of action. And I'm ceasing the principal. I'm CCing the superintendent. Uh-huh. I get a response the next day. Um, and yeah, so she ends up having her testing. And I have a meeting with the teacher. Because I told them. I said, even if she doesn't pass these tests and they determine that she doesn't need to be accelerated to the next grade, she's not going back to this lady's class. This woman sat in there and told me, I know the steps to hold a child back, but I don't know what the steps are to push them forward. And I was just like, oh, um, this lady teaches in a class full of little brown babies, and you're, she's telling me, I know what to do to not challenge them. Like, I know if they're failing, how I can keep them held back, but I have no idea what steps I should be taking to challenge them and to push them forward. But she didn't even tell you that directly. No, see, that's, that's what had she to said in the... Oh, and so the, the first meeting that we, the official meeting, because she had just told me about the, the testing. So I was at my daughter's school every day. So she just told me, she told me to my face that she did the test. Mm-hmm. And like maybe a couple of days later, the social work, I just asked him I'm like, yo, how did the test go? I like, how the test scores came back. And they were telling me like, well, we'll have to wait until the next semester, blah, 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 blah. That's when I wrote the email. The next day we had a meeting with myself, the principal, and the teacher. Um, And I think like the testing court, the person who's supposed to do the testing was there. And she made that comment. And I remember like locking eyes with the principal and I stood up and I walked out the office and she came back and she's like, well, come back in. I said, no, I said, I need, I need a moment. I said, because right. I'm like, I need to be seen as a professional right now. I said, and the way I'm going to behave is not going to be that. And (laughs) I was hot. Like I was, I was, Physically high, like my body was hot. I was fanning myself off, and it took me a minute to go back in there, sit down, and finish the conversation. And I told them, I was like, I said, if, if even if she doesn't pass these tests, she's not staying in her class. And after that, my daughter, like, she passed the test. They moved her into the second grade. She came home. She's like, can't you just homeschool me? And she said it with a little attitude. And I was just like, oh, she needs business because. <laughs> I was like okay I'm like yeah I can and and I asked her, like every school like when we start our school year I asked him like do you want to go to school and she says no but she also understands that I'm not ever going to send her back to a public school like there are there are so many different alternative school programs there are co-ops there are those types of things I send her to but I would never send her back to like a traditional public school or even a private school mm-hmm. but and in she, the- be challenged. Say it again? She won't be challenged. hmm I mean with the mother as an educator. <laughs> I think it's hard <laughs> to get as deep as you do. In a, in yeah, a, and a, I, have a, I have the time. I have resources outside of what's provided to me from a district. I don't have to stick to anybody's curriculum, nobody's standards, and Yeah. That's like there was a homeschool convention I went to and the guy that was speaking and that's, that stuck with me. also. He said, those standards are average. Our children aren't average. I'm like, yeah, let me hold on to that. When I think about how I'm educating my child, I don't want her to just be average. Mm-hmm. But well, we were talking about you not celebrating holidays. You participate in holidays. Um, and something that you do with Jayla is you like to volunteer and you had started volunteering in university with uh, big brothers and big sisters as well. Mm-hmm. So is that like a tradition that you keep up with normally? Yeah, we all, I'm like, this is the thing, like, I feel like I'm in a better position in life than I, like right now, these last two years, last three years that I've ever been in my life. And I kind of had that mentality. It's like, you're supposed to reach back. You're not supposed to just get big and go away. So even when we moved to Georgia, like that first year in Georgia was tight. It was rough. I didn't have a job. And the job that, you know, I was offered, my baby wasn't willing to fly across the country for me to have some finances. Mm -hmm. So it it was really tight that year. But I'm like, we're still going to go help people because no matter how... At, like at that time, I felt like it was it was tight. Like it was extremely like financially, we were sh- I was strapped, and she didn't know anything about it, but I did. And like we still have a roof over our heads, and I'm like I could complain about stuff. I'm like I still have a vehicle. Like I'm not I'm not walking mm-hmm. to my destinations. And if if you know in Atlanta, Atlanta, that's no joke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Atlanta's the- not a place without transportation. Uh uh-uh. uh you know? Um, and this wasn't, you know, Uber. And I wasn't even, I wasn't on, no, like, I don't think Uber and Lyft were popping like that at the time. So it wasn't feasible not to have a vehicle. But all those things said, I'm like, money might have been tight. I'm like, I still had a place to live. I still had food in the fridge and I still had transportation. Like, I still had all of these things. <laughs> Excuse me. And so, you know, the best thing around holidays, that's when people do their big, that's when they're all charitable and they want to help out. I'm like, okay, this is the, a perfect time for us to go out and help because I just want her to be able to see, like, you have food, but everybody does not You have a place to live, but everybody does not mm-hmm. And when you have the opportunity to help somebody, you should absolutely do it because it could be you. And you would want somebody to help you. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And so, yeah, we we do... A little volunteer thing, like we try to do it more than like once a year, but I like to do it with an uh, actual like organization mhm to so that way I'm, like so she gets she can get into the whole spirit of like you see all these people are here to help you, and it also balances out like when you think about like all the evils of the world, all these like bad things she's gonna be exposed to. I also want her to be exposed to how good people are and mm-hmm yeah and that that's that's one thing there's another well see in georgia where i'll be back soon thankfully um (laughs) there was a group (laughs) called the five two crew and she started her own thing like and we were volunteering with her i think she was doing something like every thursday in the park where she was feeding the homeless and now she just changed it to elevate i want to say elevate for good or elevate the good but Mm -hmm um I re- I reached out to her and I asked her, I'm like oh would it be possible for me and my daughter to come and volunteer with your group and she was like yeah I'm like my daughter I think at the time I was like she's only seven she's like oh bring her and I'm like but I actually want her to do stuff like I don't want her to just be there and just like be there she's like oh, we will find something for her to do and yeah, my baby was out there <laughs> folding clothes, and like, uh huh, yep, you gotta work. You have to do something. So yeah, that's. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's just because it's something I've done for such a long time, so it's just like a part of my lifestyle. Yeah, I, I, I always want to reach back because if I ever get into the position where I need somebody to go ahead and reach back to me, I need all, I need all my blessings back. okay miss building up some currency in the universe i feel you (laughs) (laughs) so let me ask you miss jade um was it a difficult conversation so you talked with jayla about it but was it a difficult conversation when you're like hey i'm about to leave the united states peace like did you have support as you were trying to transition out when you first left? This but one thing I noticed like I'm in a lot of traveling Facebook groups, and they'll like with moms, specifically moms. They'll talk about how they get backlash from their parents or their friends. I don't have those types of friends. I don't Mm -hmm. have that type of parent. So when I said I was leaving, it was, oh, take me with you. (laughs) No, I, I I haven't had that experience. Like I've had like people say, oh my goodness, it's so dangerous. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, you don't watch the news because I go to church, I could go to the movies, I go to any school campus, I go to the playground and get shot. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that dangerous for me to hop on a plane and go explore the world. But I didn't have a lot, no, I I mean, if I did, I probably wasn't listening, so. <laughs> um, didn't register. <laughs> I'm really trying to think, like, did I have anybody? No. Because if they would have said something, it would have been the end of the conversation. So, no. um, mm -mm. (laughs) And then, like, as far as support, I wasn't looking for it. So, I didn't need anybody to validate what I was going to do because it was going to happen. So, Mm -hmm. I just let them know, like, okay, hey, I'm about to be gone for a month or two. Okay. Don't forget to bring me back whatever they think they're going to get because I don't bring back gifts unless they're children. So... (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't have time. I can't bring back souvenirs for everybody who asked me to bring them back something. I'm going to give these kids the leftover money and they'll... There's <laughs> <laughs> some money. <laughs> Hope you get the opportunity to spend it. Peace. Yeah. I mean, I will say the one thing I wish I would have done, um, the first time we left, like we did that 2016... I thought I had came up with something so brilliant and amazing. I was like, oh, I'm taking my child. I'm going to travel across the world. And I want to say my mom, oh, I don't want to know. I don't know if it's, okay. So my mom was married to my dad. They divorced. Then she married my stepdad. They divorced. And now my mom is married to a woman. So that's a quick little rundown. So I want to say it was my mom's wife. I think it was my mom's wife who told me about this term called world schoolers. Oh, yeah. I looked it up online. There's like, tens of thousands of people who was doing what I was doing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I didn't look into it until a couple of months into our travels and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have joined like this Facebook group a long time ago because it would have helped so much. Oh, wow. But I also didn't want to be bogged down with other people's experiences. So mm-hmm. I, I want to just, I'm like, let me try to do this. But that was really helpful, that group, because at one point, I had put in there, I was like, hey, we're in, where were we at? I want to say we were in Greece. Mm, maybe not. I don't know where we were. Yeah, it was Greece. So I was like, hey, we're in Greece. Um, my daughter's getting tired of me. I'm getting tired of her. Does, is anybody out <laughs> here that wants to get together for like a play date? <laughs> yeah. One, the parents reached out to me. Her daughter was the same age as my daughter. And my daughter was like really into My Little Pony at the time. Her daughter was into My Little Pony. (laughs) It was a match made in heaven. I'm like, we end up being like 10 minutes away from each other. I was like, well, there's this one park at this one spot. I was like, I can't tell you the name of the street, but I can take pictures of it and send it to you because I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. And I sent her these pictures and she's like, oh, I know the park. I'm like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow at 10. (laughs) And like, that helped it it was it was helpful to know like I can reach out to these other parents who are out there with their kids and you know play dates can still happen Mm -hmm. and so there was some support from those groups but that's like I would post stuff in there and I'd have to put a disclaimer like if this is your attitude please don't respond I don't Mm -hmm. care I will block you like i Oh, so I don't know. People online—it's so—it's hard for me. I'm like, I'm trying to navigate it and be more engaged, and but oh, it's it's odd. It's some strange folks on there sometimes. <laughs> yes, if I, if I see something like if I even see a response that I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, you're not my kind of person. I'll just block you. Like I don't have to. I don't have to welcome this energy into my life. Okay. So, and i'll have people mention like did you block me yes yes i did wow again like we're not friends in real life why do you care if i don't want to see your commentary online <laughs> yeah it's crazy online man yes how, <laughs> it's weird. How? Mm-hmm. my life i work online well, without it <laughs> i'd have to work in a school building <laughs> <laughs> How has it been for you and your daughter in your skin, with your hair, your body type? How has it been to travel? I think um, I naturally give off that don't talk to me vibe and my daughter doesn't. So I've never, like, some of the things I see, like, what people have to deal with, I'm like, oh, I've never had to deal with it. And, like, a lot of people were like, oh, always a woman traveling with a child, that was the other thing. Like, aren't you scared? and i'm just like no i'm i'm more scared when i like i'm in minnesota right now i'm like if i go out to the suburbs i'm i feel more anxiety there so um i haven't paid attention to anybody or any like experiences from that but my daughter definitely has because before she got her locks um she used to love wearing her hair in a big ass afro and when we were in greece again when we were in greece she had. She wanted her hair picked out for her birthday. I'm like, okay. I was like, these people have already been touching you too much for my liking. Like, I don't want people touching you. Um, this is your energy, don't you know? I'm trying to get all into it. I'm like, I said, your hair, you know, holds your energy. If you let people just come and touch your hair, there's, so, you know, I'm doing all this extra stuff. And she's like, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> it gets it a lot and like, I just can't get with random people touching my hair or when we're traveling, like, there'll be a lot of, like, when there's, like, groups of Asian people traveling, they've asked mm-hmm. to take our picture. They're like, oh, can we take a picture with you? Like, no. No, you cannot. And <laughs> she just jumps up and starts cheesing. She's just smiling as big as ever. I'm like, uh, okay, she said, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and, like, even now with her locks, it, but she. I mean, like I said, she thinks the whole world is her stage, so she loves the attention, mm-hmm. and one thing I had to realize, I'm like, yeah. nobody's doing it from, like, any point of negativity. Like, we got on the plane, and the ladies um, asked, us, she's like, oh, she's like, is this your hair? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, can I touch it? And she's like, yeah. And me, I wanted to smack the lady here. like, no, you can't touch my baby's hair. I'm like, but she's just curious she's probably she maybe she's never ever seen locks before mm-hmm. so that's fine she said it's okay and i'm like okay baby, we know we gotta do a cleansing when we get back to the room <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever it will be um but i i haven't had like any really terrible like i said my, my worst experience was in egypt and beyond that is. Every place we've gone to has been extremely welcoming beyond what I expected. Like, when we went to Germany, I had no idea what to expect. Mm -hmm. I thought the people were going to be cold. I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it. But I want to say the flights from wherever we were going to were, like, $26 on Ryanair. And I'm like, $26? Those are our next tickets. Okay. So, yeah, we were in Germany, and I loved it. I'm like, this place is amazing like the respect they have for children was just it was my baby was outside playing in the park and I was the only parent in the playground like area and just sitting there and all these kids are out there playing I'm the only adult out there and I'm like oh they don't care about their kids they ain't no super like I'm thinking all these American thoughts and the woman whose Airbnb it was she came out and she was talking to me she's like why do you sit out here I'm like, to make sure nothing happens to my baby? She said, but we all watch them. And I'm like, what? She's like, everybody watches the kids. Nothing's going to happen to her. And I went back into my room. Like, she had a she had a whole apartment complex. And the first day, I sat by the window so I could still peek at her and see her. And then I gave her her cell phone. I was like, every 15 minutes, come and check in. But after that, like, second day, I'm like, my baby's fine. Like, I felt safe. Mm. Letting my child play outside without me sitting up under her, yeah. watching her. Um, and that, that experience was just amazing. Like, it's just the kids were so free, and we we would just get on like the buses or the trains and just wander until we, I'm like, only in straight lines though. So, as soon as the bus or the train would turn, we would get off. I'm like, uh uh-uh, we gotta get off because I'll start, I'm directionally challenged. So, we can only go on straight lines. And so, we got on the train and we got off because we saw some festivities and it happened to be Children's Day. Like this huge celebration where the kids were like, they're being celebrated. So um, like as a woman, as a black woman, even when I had my hair out in my fro, all those I never had bad experiences, except for me. <laughs> that's like, that's really like edifying. That's so wonderful to hear. Because a lot of times, you just don't know what the experience yeah. is going to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, that's the other thing, like, if I go into any trip planning, like, thinking, this isn't going to be safe, but, what could possibly happen to me and my child, that just means I can stay in my house. Because anything that could happen to me in a different country could happen to me right here in the country that I was born in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. Let me ask, um, Jay, what helps keep you grounded? You talked about doing cleansings. Um, What are your self-care practices? Is that something that you do just for yourself? Or
1: Jayla also
0: has her own stuff? Well, it's something I have to work on. Like self-care, I used to think, you know, like, ooh, that means I'm about to go to the spa and have a relaxing day. And like I'm taking care of, like, my physical. That's great. But actually, like, taking the time to reflect on my day and, and do that introspective thinking. That's how I'm trying. Like, right now, I'm working on that type of self-care. Um, I work out. I haven't worked out in nine weeks, though, and I'm starting back next week. I'm terrified. I'm so scared. Um, But my self-care was also it wasn't that great. I was drink- and I just quit today drinking with red, red wine. So I was like, Oh yeah, because it helps me relax because my brain is always thinking about 10 or 15 things. And I need to focus on one thing so I can finish that one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's something I'm working on. Like I have to take the, the me time, you know, people are always talking about me time and I never really thought I'm like, Ooh, me time. I do need some time where I can just be by myself even if i'm not doing anything but i journal a lot and i read my journals and it helps me like get some clarity about my next steps even though i don't listen to myself so i can write in my journal all day long and then the next day i'm doing exactly what i said i wasn't going to <laughs> backslider back. that's a backslider you working on yes yeah that's that's the part where I'm like, let's work on this. But I'm proud of myself. Like right now, I have my list of things that I said I was going to accomplish, things I was going to achieve. And so far, I have been on it. Like my biggest problem is saying I'm going to do something. And instead of doing I keep on writing it down. Like you can't keep writing it down. You have to put the action behind it. You have to make it happen. And it might be like a fear. Like, okay, I'm kind of scared about doing like. Even when I said I'm trying to move from working on these platforms and just having my own page that's dedicated to my students and, you know, to consulting, all oh, that's terrifying to so like, yeah, I get anxiety thinking about it. And then there's days where I'm like, nope, just don't do it. Just keep on working for these companies. It's working for you now. But I have to say, like, things are going to change. Every company is going to change and they're going to do what works best for them and if it doesn't work best for me then that means I have to start looking for a different company a different platform to work for for When I already have so I have enough students right now where I could just say hey follow me over here and this is what I'm going to do and I think I I was about to say something that just would sound terrible but I'm great at what I do I believe this and yeah it's because I put my all into it. And yes. I don't, anybody walk out of my class, if they, if they don't understand something, I'm going to, just like if I were in the classroom, I'm going to stay logged in until you get it. So that's where I'm, and see, see how you had to stop me even when I was about to say I'm great and you had to tell me, yes, you are. Like saying that I'm great should be something I'm able to say confidently. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm great. I'm the best. But it feels like, I don't know, like that. I have to get to that point where saying that I'm the best is okay with me saying that I feel like I'm the best. Like I need to be a rapper about it. Still, I'm the best. <laughs> you gotta be your own hype man sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> no, but but for real, it's like, um, yes. If you don't feel comfortable taking up space, you're never going to occupy the space, people. You need to take up for yourself. People also need Ooh. to take up that space yeah so that that's what i'm working on but also being, like sometimes it's layered right because it's like oh i should do this and i should feel like this and i should so then you put an extra layer on you being able to do things because of how you feel about the need. yeah and that's what i'm working on so i'm like t- tell yourself you're right and believe it and mean it and not to be fearful of trying to take that step in doing it. And also know, like, if it doesn't work the way you want it to, just keep on trying. Like, I have to try to give myself the advice I give my child. Yeah. So, like, let me go ahead and pet talk to myself, like, she's me and I'm her. Yeah. Completely reasonable. Um, Is there a song lyric Yes, it and it's crazy because I've probably been listening to the same song for years. But there's a local artist, well, she's not just local, but I should say hometown. Ashley the Boy, she has a song called Rolling Stone, and I actually wrote it down because I want to make sure I said it correctly. I'm not gifted vocally, so I'm going to read the lines, no attempt at singing them. <laughs> yeah. um, but in the song, she says, No matter where I go, I feel like I'm right at home but I know it won't be long before I'm gone. And I'm always like, that's how I feel. And like, that's, it still makes me think about this whole idea of being still. Like, I'm like, I could be still, I should be still, but no matter where I go, I'm comfortable. I feel like I'm already home, but I also know I'm not gonna stick around. I'm not gonna be here long. And I, I wonder, I wanna know like, is there something that I'm missing that's going to make me want to like be rooted like this is it, this is where I belong, and this is where I want to stay, you know until I turn into dust Rolling stone. Mm-hmm. Ashley the boy um. So when you and Jayla touched down to a new place, how do like sure. Oh, so the first the first thing we do when we get to a new place, well, probably not like the first thing, but the main thing we <laughs> always do, we look for fruit and a playground. Mm-hmm. Like those are on the top two lists. I'm like, we have to go get some fruit mm-hmm. and. All the fruit in everybody else's country tastes better than the fruit that we have here. Um, <laughs> that's one thing I've noticed. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I didn't even know that oranges to be this juicy. I didn't know cherries were this amazing. But we get our fruit and I find a playground and the playground is for both of us. When Because my child is an extrovert and she loves everybody, talks to everybody, um, even when they don't speak the same language. If there are other children at the park, She's going to make friends. and then she's running over to me to introduce me to a friend. and then she's making me go over and introduce myself to the friends, parents. And if we happen to speak the same language, or if we're able to kind of combine our languages, or if we both have like Google Translate, I could ask them like, "What can you do here?" Because going online and reading reviews, you can hear about all the touristy things that's, that's available. But when you get it from a local perspective, and then since I have my child with me, hearing it from a parent, they'll tell you where to go and what to do. It's kid-friendly. And then you can also ask them, what do you do when you need to get away from your child? They'll tell you about those spots, too. I, I love it. Oh, I saw that um, too, like you prepared for travel with Dayla by exploring it was fruit specifically, so you went to the Cab Farmers Market in Atlanta, and my you my favorite it. place. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Farmers Market is dope and it's huge. But yes, I love it. Yes, it's a little trip because it's in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that's so dope that that's like part of your tradition. I love that. All right, we we. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that, because it might be Oh wait, oh, oh can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Perfect. Oh, okay. Um, No, that's where we started. I was like, I said, we'll go out here and we'll grab some random fruit that we never heard of. Just try them out. Trip. No, the connection went. For um, foods online. And it was my way of telling her, "I'm like, you gotta be a food critic." I said, so you can show the whole world what these foods <laughs> taste like. So I had to trick her into eating the food, and because the world's her stage, <laughs> it worked out. And how can listeners support your work? Where's the best place uh, best place for them to connect with you? Online, the wonderful world of the internet. So, um, my Instagram is oh let me check because i might tell a lie i'm not even sure what my <laughs> <is>. um <laughs> it's j j a i underscore aliana a l i a n a and then also my blog which is www.broadabroad and i'm hoping within these next same 2.75 months that i'm moving from minnesota back to georgia my personal website will be up and running it's i already bought the domain so i'm almost there But it's www.teacherjade.com and that's where I'm going to have my classes available, um, all the curriculum, my lesson plans, everything that I teach online is going to be available on that site as well as the information for my consulting for those that are interested in moving out of whatever it is they do and moving it into the virtual world. Absolutely. So I will have a in the show notes, all of those places. Um, what kind of support are you looking for? Are you looking for specifically students? Are you looking for, um, to consult for people or just like all the above? So both, because I'm never ever going to leave my youth. I love it. Like as much as I'm like, Ooh, I'm, I'm I want to take a break. I don't think it would work out. Like I took the summer <laughs> off. And I came back and I was like, oh, I missed you. Like, my students were, hey, Teacher Data, are you back? I am. I'm going to put a class up here so we can just, like, you know, I use Zoom. So I'm like, I'm going to set up a class so we can chat and hang out and talk about stuff. So um, I will still be teaching. My main courses are my writing classes. And they're geared toward middle schoolers and high school students. And then my Beyond Black History course, I'm segmenting it right now so I'll have one for ages 8 to 12 or 8 to 11 I haven't quite decided yet it'll be it'll be up to the parents they get to determine like which one would work best for my child and I'm going to have one specifically for middle schoolers and then one specifically for high school students um so and that's open to everyone it's not just homeschool students anybody can take those classes and then my consulting that is going to be for adults even though i i have worked with one youth who wants to teach online and i was like well listen girl you got something that a talent a skill you've got it i will walk you through the process on how to develop a class and put it online and as far as that goes it's anything every skill that a person has right now is available as a service somebody needs it i tell people all the time If somebody would hop online with me and teach me how to garden, I'm going to pay them for that because I've attempted to garden many times and I failed. So that's a service I'm paying for, whether it's online or in person. it It makes life a little bit easier, especially if you want that flexibility to move around. If you want to be able to schedule when you want to work. I don't like working on Wednesdays, so I don't have classes on Wednesdays. I don't want to work on Fridays, so I'm not going to work on Fridays. And it's, it's just a lifestyle right now that I, I feel extremely blessed to have it. Because when I first started working online, it was small, tiny. It wasn't anything like it is now. So I want to see it grow, and I absolutely want to grow with it. So, so yes. I will have links to all of those places so people can get in touch with you. Thank you, Jay. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you so much for having me. Taking a chance on the stranger on the internet. I saw oh, your <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I was just saying, uh, for my three million listeners, three million trillion listeners. Um, <laughs> I saw your post about out school on your instagram and contacted you and you were just so lovely i was like the girl's gotta meet her so <laughs> <laughs> and this is my very first invite to a podcast which i also want to say like i just started listening to podcasts like six months ago because even though i work online, there's a whole bunch of stuff i didn't know about and i'm like subscribed to like 30 different podcasts now <laughs> <laughs> yes i hope this is one of them so when I take these long road trips I'm like I have something to listen to and it was kind of dangerous because I'm like okay I'm ready to go to the next episode but I didn't know how to make it just go to the next episode so I'm trying I'm not gonna say that online what I was trying to do I I swerved a little bit so I'm I'm learning you're hilarious I really appreciate it I hope you have a gorgeous Night, it's like almost 1 a.m. there, right? <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. And yeah, this was fun, thank you, and a little therapeutic. Yes, that's I also don't the Kind I of think about now, <laughs> say, say the things out loud, get them off. Yes, um, <laughs> being a rapper, being my hype man, okay, I have to yes, I have yes. To- yes. I have to think about my self-care, I'm like, hmm, I'm like you have some things that you talked about, like, but I need to implement them, I need to get to like just journaling and then following whatever I put in that journal, follow through. But sometimes that's what happens, right, you're so busy teaching, and you also learn a lot, but like spending time with yourself and, and getting into that aspect, I, I don't think we're hardly ever encouraged to do that, so yeah, yeah. it's just awareness, you'll get there, you're already there, but you'll you'll increase it as you go. Right? Thank you. Thanks. See, I need to hear it. I'm just yes.
1: I receive it.
0: It's okay. <laughs> All right, Miss Jake. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Have a good morning, night. Get some sleep. Thank you. You get some sleep. <laughs> <out to> yeah. <you. laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 Ah, hum, barum mm.